Broadcasting from a remote corner of the front office of Grave Diggers Local 16, it's Six Foot Plus, the podcast of music and more for those who like it spooky. Hey, guess what day it is? Go on, guess. It's Friday, and that means it's a new episode of Six Foot Plus. Thank you for clicking download and listening to this, a spotlight on the horror music genres of psychobilly, horror punk, demented surf, and, well, whatever creepy, weird, and unusual sounds we might happen to find rustling around in some abandoned cabin in the woods of New Jersey. New episodes of the show are found Fridays over at sixfootplus.com on iTunes and wherever else you happen to find podcasts. If you want to connect, you can do so by reaching out on social media, facebook.com slash sixfootplus, at sixfootpluspodcast on Instagram, and on Twitter, it's at sixfootplus. That's the number six, F-T-P-L-U-S. If you want to support the show, leave a rating and a review on iTunes. We've got a couple new reviews, so thanks to all of you who took time out to pass along word of this little podcast. It warms me. 
from the bottom of my heart, truly. And who am I? Well, I'm the curator of this show. Not the first and not the last, but definitely one of the strange Jasons you'll find running around. Hello, and happy holiday. It's Friday the 13th, and it's the only one in 2014. Shocking. How amazing that we only have one occurrence of this sacred holiday in the horror calendar for this year. Ugh. The next one is in March, dear listener. So don your mask, give your mother a kiss on her decapitated cheek, and let's go camping! We've got songs from First Jason, The Tombstone Brawlers, The Haddonfields, Motor Zombies, and much, much more on this celebration of the Friday the 13th series. <laughs> hey, well, we Jasons, well, we have to stick together, you know. We'll also see if it's really Monster Matt Patterson behind the mask or if it's another knockoff pretending to be the Monster Matt Minute. We'll take a moment to chat about Mama Voorhees' baby boy in a little bit, but for now, let's get the music going with Rival Skulls and Kill, Jason, Kill.
This is Boa Raymond Oluwole, not just the Axeman, but the Canadian heavyweight champion. And you're listening to Six Foot Plus. your draft style into something supernatural? The twin power of VoodooSugar.com will put the magic back into your step. Pins, buttons, bags of all shapes and sizes, tees, stickers, magnets, and more. High quality, low prices. That's that's for one. one. VoodooSugar.com. Cool swag for the living and living dead. Sky Tech Phobia Sky Tech 
find yourself playing bar trivia and the question is what is the fear of the number 13 you can thank monster zero for the answer triskaidekaphobia we discussed the condition back on episode 34 appropriately named triskaidekaphobia and if you check out episode 32 you'll hear an interview with Ari Lehman the first actor to ever play Jason Voorhees we'll get to him in a bit but we must acknowledge we also heard Zodiac with 13th on a Friday night and the Haddonfields with Camp Crystal Lake. Ah, Jason Voorhees. Tall, dark, and silent. Associated with that trademark hockey mask that appeared in the third movie. Trivia. The mask is really what made him a superstar, though. Imagine if Jason never lost the bag-over-the-head look from the second movie. Would there have been any other sequels then? Would Bagface Jason go to space? Not likely. It's that mask, that simple, faceless expression, that blank slate. It's like Michael Myers' frozen expression. You never really know what they're thinking as they're plunging the knife or the machete or the harpoon into your body. And this brings up a point. Halloween, while not exactly the first, it's considered one of the best of the slasher flicks, coming out in 1978 two full years before Friday the 13th in 1980. But as a kid of the 80s, I did see more Jason Voorhees costumes and memorabilia than anything of Michael Myers. Why exactly was that? Hmm, well, Jason flooded the market. From 1978 to 1989, a good 11 year period, we had eight Friday the 13th movies versus five Halloween movies. And one of those Halloween sequels, the infamous Season of the Witch of Part 3, didn't even have Michael Myers in it. In fact, seven years went by between appearances from Haddonfield's favorite son, 1981's Part 2 and Part 4 in 1988. In that span alone, there were six Friday the 13th movies, five of which featured Jason Voorhees. Though, one could argue that he was in Part 5, or at least the idea of Jason would qualify him, but I digress. Michael Myers' scarcity allowed for Jason to take the spotlight in the mind of the movie-going public. Plus, compared to the highly specific look to Michael Myers, a Jason Voorhees costume is a very simple thing to make. Hockey mask plus old clothes equals costume suitable for trick-or-treating. It didn't really matter if you had a Flyers brand hockey mask or if you had a plastic machete. Hockey mask equals Jason Voorhees. I need to look up to see if anyone has done any kind of deep philosophical dissection of the Friday the 13th franchise, a la the Faculty of Horror, and how they usually break down horror movies into different types of philosophical interpretations. Hmm, they're due for a new episode soon. So join me as we go over to facultyofhorror.com and make sure that we're all caught up. They do break down Michael Myers' first vehicle in a Halloween versus the first proper slasher, Black Christmas. I believe it was their first episode. They're up to 16 now. Their last one discussed witches and they also talked about phantasm as of late. So while you go upgrade your iTunes, let's have some music. This now, Motor Zombies, a band from Spain and their song, Crystal Lake. Hey, 
going to pronounce this correctly, but let's take a shot. Los Sucios with Jason. Man, I went to high school with like five other Jasons, so it's likely that song wasn't about me, but I can dream. I imagine there's about a million, if not 20 million other Jasons out there. Am I the strangest one? Likely not. But I'm the one at the other end of the microphone, so that has to account for something, right? I'll take it because some things just don't add up to a hill of beans in this crazy mixed up world like a half-assed Casablanca reference on a show about Friday the 13th. But that's the kind of world you get when you involve yourself with the Monster Mat Minute. Cool morning maniacs. <laughs> yes, that's right. It is I, your fiend, yours truly, Monster Matt Patterson, the man of a thousand bad monster jokes hailing all the way from Matsalania. Hey yo! And yes, you in the corner of the tomb, hey oh to you as well, you fiend. Maniacs, we are on Friday the 13th. Now, who do we know that celebrates such a thing? Well, that old lunkhead himself, Jason Voorhees. You know, we have to ask, what do they sing to Jason on his birthday? For he's a jolly good killer. For he's a jolly good killer. Ooh, see what we did there? Hmm. Uh, what movie combines Jason Voorhees and J-Lo? Friday the 13th, 8. Jason takes the maid to Manhattan. <laughs> Mother, father, please send me cake. The food is bad here at Camp Crystal Lake. And one more thing I have to ask. Who's that lurking creep wearing the hockey mask? Whoa, see what we did there? Here's another one, here's another one. What's Jason's favorite Simon and Garfunkel song? 50 Ways to Kill Camp Counselors. Ooh, that one hurt. And finally, Maniacs, 
don't go to Camp Crystal Lake. It will be an awful mistake, especially if you want to live. That Jason will get you and do you in by all means, including bow and arrow, machete, and shiv. <laughs> See you next time, maniacs. Ouija board wishes and cadaver dreams. This has been the Monster Matt Minute with Monster Matt Patterson. Congratulations, you survived. For more from the man of a thousand bad monster jokes, follow Monster Matt on Twitter at number one Monster Matt. That's the number one Monster Matt. Keep track of Monster Matt's conventions appearances, his artwork, and info on his new book, Ha Ha Horror, over at his website, Ha Ha Horror, found online at hahahorror.com.
Ah, wasn't that just lovely? That was Silly Nelson and the Cop Cars with their ode to Camp Crystal Lake. Currently, there are 12 Friday the 13th movies out, including 2009's remake. And we're on our way to lucky number 13, as a reboot of the reboot is expected for 2015. It's been delayed a little bit. They were trying to get it in by March 2015, since that's the only Friday the 13th in the entire calendar year, but it's been pushed back to later, which is good. It's really meant for the October season, is it not? I did read somewhere that there's a notion of making this reboot a found footage-based film, which might have its charms, but I'm afraid that it's just going to be dumb and pointless. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's impossible to make a good Friday the 13th movie, but it's pretty hard because the most charismatic character of the entire franchise is a silent psychopath. The goal of anyone who touches that intellectual property is to make a compelling story involving characters other than Jason Voorhees. And since most Friday the 13th movies, well, excuse me, since all Friday the 13th movies are basically blood drives and body count movies, it's almost pointless in making a well-rounded, fully developed character if they're just going to get an axe to the forehead 20 minutes into the film. But that's the challenge. Introduce a character and a conflict at the start of the film, a conflict that doesn't involve running from Jason, and have them somehow survive and develop and progress while the aforementioned six-foot-tall monster in a Phillies flyer mask is chasing them down with a machete. And please, don't make Jason into some kind of force of retribution. Look, it's pretty horrendous that those early movies kind of equate sex and pleasure with something that justifies you about to die. <laughs> what kind of message does that send? Is Jason an AIDS allegory? Go have sex and then you die? <laughs> oh, please. And if Jason is killing off people who the audience thinks should die, like Shelly of part three, you know, the kind of dick of a prankster, the one who introduces the hockey mask that would become synonymous with Jason. Yeah, if Jason, I wanted that guy to die earlier. <laughs> he lasted way too long because he's a dick. He was a jackass. And because I felt good, that he died, well, that's against the whole point. We should not be rooting for Jason to be killing these people. He is the antagonist. <laughs> it turns the whole ending into a sad ending. The survivor somehow escaping the hero's intentions. Jason somehow the force of retribution and justice in an unjust world. Yeah, that, that's not the point. We should be afraid of Jason. Jason should scare us. He's a monster. That's the idea. Yes, he's a tragic monster. He was someone who was left to die by negligent teens, but not everyone is a negligent teen. And if we somehow treat the idea that having a healthy sex life or engaging in some kind of recreational drug use somehow equates death or somehow makes that person deserving of death, it's this really strict morality that's being implemented into our brains. That's a morality I disagree with, and most of the world does. <laughs> Please, oh, one more thing. Leave Jason alone. Leave Jason alone. There is this kind of allure that filmmakers fall into. They try to explain Jason, but there's nothing to explain. Yes, he was an innocent kid who drowned or sort of drowned and then comes back after he sees his mom get beheaded because his mom was a psychotic murderer she was nuts she uh, <laughs> if don't try to humanize jason Voorhees, it, because when you do he's revealed as a developmentally disabled mama's boy who happens to be a zombie or a demon or corey feldman <laughs> So those are my armchair filmmaker ideas on how to make a good, if not passable, Friday the 13th movie. So you're welcome. Email contact at sixfootplus.com for my PayPal information, and I'll have the first draft of that screenplay on your desk by next Friday. Cha-ching. 
<laughs> okay, okay, okay. You know, all this ranting and raving, it kind of made me realize something. You know who I like? Ari Lehman. That guy has parlayed the most iconic scene from the very first Friday the 13th movie into a lifetime of convention appearances, and the guy's also got a band. And damned if he doesn't do his best to make a keyboard a viable rock instrument. I'm being sincere when I say this. <laughs> his band, First Jason, is a good one. I kind of like it for what it is. It's rockin' and it's a two-piece. It's drums and keyboard. <laughs> it's awesome. It is a concept that he sought out and he made happen and that I respect. I hope the best for the guy. If you go back and you listen to that interview that he conducted with Dr. Gangreen on episode 32, you find out that this guy, he was a fan of the genre before the genre was well accepted. He was a horror fan before he was an actor. He is a great ambassador for it. I mean, that's as far as I know. I mean, maybe some people have had some personal interactions with him and says he's a jerk, but I don't know. From what I've seen, he comes off, you know, he is what he is. Charging 13 bucks for a signed copy of a six song EP is a bit steep, but you know, I understand. Dude has to make a living. Besides, the digital version is cheaper. And both EPs from First Jason can be found on Bandcamp, on Amazon, and on iTunes. Go check them out. Ah, in fact, you can do so right now. Off of Heed My Warning, the newest EP from First Jason. This is the song. Jason's Bride. One, two, three, four. Mama Voorhees found her boy a mate. From beyond the grave, she arranged a date. Out by Crystal Lake, Jason sees his prey. But somebody else is on the hunt today. Right before his eyes She cut them down to size Before he could even start She took away his heart She's Jason's bride She's Jason's bride She's Jason's bride She's Jason's bride Happy Slashers Machetes, hockey masks are fun. In the woods we wait, deadly is our vow. Jason Voorhees' fate is in her hands now. Right before his eyes, she cut them down to size. Before he could even start. Right before his eyes, she cut them down to size. Before he could even start, she took away his heart. She chased his bride. She chased his bride. She chased his bride. She chased his City. 
In your town and in your neighborhood, thousands of girls are becoming rockabilly hellcats. Girls running in packs who learn the naked facts of life too young, just in clothes from cats like us. Don't tell me you've never rode a hot rod or had a late date in the second balcony. These girls shop online all hours of the night at catslikeus.com, and they get what they want. T-shirts, tight dresses, handbags, and more. These girls are dressed to kill. Too young to be careful, too tough to be afraid. I get my kicks at Cats Like Us, city of Tonawanda. CatsLikeUs.com. This is Alexandra West. This is Andrea Subasati from the Faculty of Horror. And you're listening to Six Foot Plus.
The Rhythm Coffin with Friday the 13th Eve, and before them, Cluster Buster with Welcome to Camp Crystal Lake, invoking the sound of the 80s synth-heavy soundtracks. Fun times. Ah, speaking of which, speaking of which, speaking of which, speaking of which, speaking of which. <laughs> so guess what? Other fun times. This weekend, there are two events of note. For those of you who enjoy your celluloid experiences, Phantom Creep Theater will be performing at Coney Island this Saturday, showing off a 16mm print of the movie M, starring Peter Lorre. It's a night to celebrate the actor, with creeps, ghouls, and all sorts of cinematic goodness. For those of you who'd rather catch a meal and maybe some music, head on down to the Cobra Club in Bushwick. I mean, I really think it's more Ridgewood, but no one really wants to admit that they're having fun in Queens. Anyway, the Cobra Club is celebrating its one-year anniversary with a full day of great music, featuring bands like Coffinfly, Sean Coleman and the Quasars, The Spastics, and The Omega Men. Food will be on hand as they'll be grilling, and drinks are usually cheap in that part of the neighborhood. So go on and check it out. Ah, The Omega Men. They are the new incarnation of members of the Tombstone Brawlers. Hmm, did I mention this before? I don't know if I did. I think I did, but if I didn't, the Tombstone Brawlers, well, sorry to say they are no more. Yeah, they've decided to ride off into the sunset. Or at least they've broken up and members have gone on to form the Omega Men. While it's a bummer that the Tombstone Brawlers are gone, well, bands, they break up and get back together all the time. But hey, let us not dwell too much on the past. Let us welcome the Omega Men. And I'd like to welcome them further, but they don't have any music recorded. <laughs> they are that new. So, for one last time, let us play the Tombstone Brawlers and this, their song, The Lake. This is Creepy Fatty King, Terror Technologies. This is Sherry Fairchild from Terror Tech and Return of Newcomb High. This is Frankie from Terror Technologies. This is James from Troma's Return of Newcomb High. Brenda Rickert, Aunt B, Samantha Hoy from Troma's Newcomb High. Anya Patterson, Cretan Makeup. This is Greg Hennon from Terror Technologies, and this is from Troma's Return to Newcomb High. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Sit Plus.
My name is Jason, Jason Bond. Today is my doomsday Friday for the infamy and vitamin baby. And she said... A duo of Russian surf bands that we play together more often than we should. <laughs> the Coffin Nails with surfer Jason, followed by Messer Chumps, Jason Bond 0013. And we are 00 done. It's the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Subscribe, rate, and review. And don't forget to read Gravedigger's Local 16 over at gravediggerslocal.com and to talk with me on Twitter at 6footplus. That's the number 6, F-T-P-L-U-S. Ah, uh, that'll do it for this year. Happy Friday the 13th. Ah, uh, the next one is in about nine months from now. Insert pregnancy joke here. Okay? Good. We'll end the show with blood-sucking zombies from outer space because, well, why not? It's Friday the 13th, listener. Go out and do something to celebrate. Watch Freddy vs. Jason. Play a little hockey. But do not go out and kill a bunch of campers. Ugh, I won't make that mistake again. In fact, don't go camping in general. Stay indoors. But if you do venture outside, well, be careful. So until next time, dear listener, be safe and remember, don't go swimming alone, because you just may not be. <laughs>
Six Foot Plus, episode 109, Friday the 13th comes once a year. This has been Six Foot Plus, a GDL 16 production. To support, subscribe, rate, review, and recommend Six Foot Plus. The theme song, Carpe Noctum, performed by the Madeira. Shivala, Yvonne. Urban Graveyard Lounge music, performed by Kava Khan. Mahalo. Monster Matt Patterson of the Monster Matt Minute can be found online at hahahorror.com. To find out about all the music you heard on this episode, as well as all past episodes and all those important links, go to 6footplus, that's the number 6, F-T-P-L-U-S, dot com.